Kira guys, welcome to Pretty Depressed with Kim Crossman. Welcome to really my therapy and my journey to better mental health. Bit of a disclaimer, none of my guests nor myself are in any way mental health professionals. So if you're not in a good place, then I strongly advise that you seek out professional help. These conversations are unfiltered and they are not for sensitive ears. We talk drugs, sex, alcohol, religion, medicating, alternative therapy, suicide, mental health, aliens, and witches. In season one of this podcast, I talk to a lot of actors. We often mention pilots. Now, for those of you who are not in the industry, a pilot is the first episode of a TV series. And off the back of the pilot, the hope is that it gets picked up by a major network and becomes a massive hit. A huge thanks to all my guests for being so vulnerable and for sharing so much. I gained so many lessons and tokens that I can apply to my own life, and I hope that you guys do too. I also want to put it on record that I am a chronic accent mimicker, so please note that in the wake of this podcast, I am adding that to the long list of things I need to work on. In this episode, I talk to Reese Darby. Now, you might know him from Flight of the Concords, Jumanji, Guns Akimbo. I love this episode because Reese is one of the most amazing and wackadoo people I've ever met. We talk about aliens, we talk about the army, and I perform my phenomenal version of a chicken to him. This is Pretty Depressed with Reese Darby. I would kick myself if I didn't do this, and I'm sure that this is one of those things that you cringe at, but would you mind taking a roll call just for the sake of, for the fans? Okay, sure. Okay. <laughs> it's just, just to confirm, it's just the two of us, right? Yes. Okay. No, I expect you to know everyone's <laughs> names. Roll. <laughs> yeah, you got one. Got yeah, one. yeah, you go. Uh, Kevin. Yes. And the, now she, the lady had a difficult name for me. Narod. Narod. How do you spell that? I need to write it down for the roster. It's N-A-R-O-D. N-A-R-O-D. Oh, that's it. So now that I've written it down, I can, yep, it's at Narod. Good. Okay. So let's just go through again. Now I've got Kim. Okay. Yes. Yeah, you're present, are present. You? Say yes. present. Present. Roll. Oh, we've got another, I've got a hand oh. wave. Is this another Kevin? <laughs> Is this another Kevin? You've got to say present. How are you guys? I'm present. Good. All right. Well, just in time. Four o'clock sharp. Just. FYI. Let's have check the watches there. I've got a, I've got one of the latest. Oh my gosh, he's absolutely right. This is a man who is dead on time. Not a second early. So proud. Uh, so we've got both Kevin's, Narod, uh, Raul, of course, present. Yes, and Reese. By present. the way, this is the A team, Reese. Just so you know, <laughs> Kevin, Raul, Narod. We got the, the full A team here. Yeah, yep. yeah, I'm just, you know, I don't know what I'm doing here, but this is the A team. Man, I am so excited. We got the full A team. I've put an asterisk next to it, <laughs> and Reese, of course, present. So th- this is this. This is it. We're here. We're ready. The meeting has begun. Uh, thank you for doing that. That's. Uh, <laughs> That made me happy, and that's really yeah. all we're trying to do. Did you see me here. mime out the? <laughs> I did see you for mime. For those listeners at home that, that haven't got listeners. the visuals, <laughs> it was very on point. Am I the nine thousandth person to ask you to do that? Yeah, first, yeah, first person in a few years, actually. Really, it seems to have died off now. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> for bringing that back. <laughs> yeah, you're like I've finally done enough. I've done other my, things now in my career. Yeah, I feel like I get that all the time. People are like, oh, Shortland Street. I'm like, I mean, mm. it's been a decade, but yeah, sure. <laughs> Yeah. I've done some really cool things. No, no, that's we're going to stick with that. I can picture you in the nurse's outfit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, Thank you for joining me. Now, one of the reasons that you're here, and I'm not even entirely sure if you're really aware of this, but uh, 
you and your family really helped me on one of my worst Aww. days in Hollywood. So I had found out that, uh, and I, not a shout out to Kevin because our pilot didn't go either, but it was about the third pilot I'd done and mm-hmm. it didn't get the green light. Yeah. And... I was having one of those, I'm not very good at reaching out for help. That's something that I don't like burdening people. And I chose this career and I'm living this. So I find it really difficult to reach out to people. And um, I was messaging Karen, my agent in New Zealand. I was like, I don't feel like this is shit. What am I doing with my life? And weirdly enough, your lovely wife had added me on Facebook. And I guess she'd done the rounds of New Zealanders living in uh, LA. And been like, hey, are you available to babysit tonight? Because you guys had to go somewhere. And I came to your house. I hadn't met you before. Uh, I babysat your children who didn't go to sleep at all when you told me to go put them to sleep. But uh, I got about 60 bucks cash and it was awesome. I had a good time and I'm really grateful for, for that experience. And yeah, just like going from a few hours earlier being like, I don't know what I'm doing to like having yeah. a little bit of cash in my hand and actually feeling like I'd been part of a family for an Aww. evening. So thank you from That's the bottom okay. of my heart. That was yeah, I mean, yeah. you went out and had a good night, but <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget it. The times we had, <clears throat> but no, I'm, I'm, you know, a little act of kindness. That yeah, was absolutely. A really nice Play piece, it yeah. forward. Yeah. Um, Rosie's very good like that. Yeah, yeah and she looks she after everybody. So she does. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad, uh, you know, that it worked out and you're still here. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> because of that one. But yeah, yeah everything's been so yeah, easy. It's amazing, right? It's amazing. You had the touch, the Derby touch. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have had the Derby touch. Uh, I want to go backwards and then come forwards a little bit. So you grew up in New Zealand like I did in Auckland. You're the youngest of four? Five. Five. Do you, if you were to analyse your childhood, would you say, yep, you're the exact product of an Aucklander, youngest child, extrovert? Uh, well, it's it's uh, it's it's a difficult one. Um, yeah, I was the baby by a long shot, okay. uh, by nine years. So it was ah. definitely a uh, a, whoopsie a, a mistake or... okay. at the at the wrong end. Uh, and yeah, so I grew up, I, I guess, uh, being very loved by my mother and my my nana and oh, my okay. uh, particularly my uh, sisters and particularly Linda, who was the the youngest of the three sisters, um, my brother was, who's next in age to me, nine years older, but yeah, he was like just um, a typical boy. Uh, I don't rem- you know, he would just sort of, well, yeah, we didn't have a really close relationship. Sure. Um, for some reason, I think I was, I, I was a baby and he was, couldn't be bothered with that. Sure. <laughs> he was too busy sure. yeah. playing with his toys and yeah. whatever. Uh, but yeah, my older sister, um, Linda, the middle sister, certainly um, mo- Molly Coddled. Is that a word? Sure. <laughs> sure. Whatever you yeah. say, Reese. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Kevin's coming in with the correction, I think. It is now. Oh, God. <laughs> so she... you're, Are you at that level of success where you're just surrounded I, by I, yes people? I actually, yeah, great. Yeah. Molly Coddled, of course. Yep, so he's written that down. Uh, I I make up words, Great. and they become <clears throat> that's they in, become words. That's crazy because that's... people can't understand me in the first place. So when I am talking, they go, if I say a weird word, they go, oh, yeah, that must be part yeah, of it. Yeah, that's, that's part, part of, it. of it. Molly coddled. That's uh, we in context we <clears throat> understand. It's that she was very nurturing. She took me to school in a pram one day. Perfect. <laughs> so I was basically her little uh, toy. toy baby. Great. And uh, we did uh, other things like played with paper dolls and dress ups oh, and things yeah. like that. So I I had a very um, 
a very female-based upbringing, which was great. And was Nana um, your mum's mum? Yeah. Did she live with you guys or she was just... No, just around the corner. So I would be dropped at hers quite a lot while mum would go out. Um, He's just taking photos. He's a fan in the studio. (laughs) Is that Raul? Yeah, yeah. Do your job, Raul. No personal photographs. He is. I thought that you were used to this paparazzi there. We've got a whole crew coming in just going, oh, there he is. (laughs) But they're all actors, I see. You know things aren't going well for me and you've hired people. Yes. That's what we've done. We want him to feel really confident and yeah. free during Start with the band meeting. Yes. That was, he's popular with that. He like, Maybe that'll take him back to the heyday. Uh, uh, yeah, I had yeah. a sip of coffee. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Because um, I grew up, my nana was, she lived with us. So I right. I just feel so lucky <clears> for to have that kind of multi-generational thing yeah. going on. So I can see how, yeah. I loved that dearly. And so my dad was kind of out of the picture, although mm-hmm. I did see him on occasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother was sort of a little bit out of the picture for me, um, you know. Uh, so it was definitely more of a female-heavy uh, um, upbringing. And I think that's paid off uh, mm-hmm. because I just feel like I'm uh, – more, I'm, I, I'm more caring, I'm more gentle. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I don't have too much testosterone. In fact, I think that's why I joined the army because mum said, right, you need to, let's get you sorted out, put those dolls down. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> In real Kiwi yeah. fashion, like let's, we need to bloke them up a little bit. So Did I you got, have other male influences then if it wasn't like, a, or like father figure type things? Or? Only on uh, TV. So yeah, for sure. me, uh, Monty Python's Flying Circus mm. was my, they were my five dads. Sure. <laughs> so I really was obsessed with everything they ever did and I collected yeah. everything they ever did. And uh, so that helped shape me too as a person. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then we're launching kind of into the age of, well, I, I my mother used to take me to Air Training Corps, which is, uh, or ATC, it's like cadets. Okay. <clears throat> Air Force cadets. Yeah, for, yeah, uh, yeah. So it's kind of like scouts, but for, it's more of a military-based one. And then I did that for uh, two years. Mum would take me out to Ardmore Air Force Base in the, in the, in the Mini, and it was Nana's Mini oh, <clears throat> that she lent. Uh, so we had to, we didn't have much money. Mum was on her own uh, and just with me mm-hmm. and uh, with government support, uh, <clears throat> Sorry, I, I feel like I'm. I have a frog in my throat croaky. too. That's okay. <clears throat> so forgive me for that. But okay. uh, come back. You're only mostly known for your voice. That's <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> People are like, that's not disappoint- really him. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's not. You can tell that's not him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I guess did. just Kim talking to us. Yeah. No, no, yeah. <laughs> You've caught me during Thanksgiving weekend where I've been partying hard. Everybody, that's, that's why I'm sounding a bit, you know. A bit sexy, yeah. sexier than usual. It is, it is very yeah. sexy. Hey, awesome. um, so yeah, she she would take me out to uh, air training corps on Monday nights, uh, like an hour journey, like in this tiny mini. It was like a nineteen seventy four mini with sliding windows. So those we're we're all yeah, old yeah. ones. That's Nana's one. I learned to drive in that car, by the way. Uh, and so. <clears throat> And she was also, and then she became, she was on the committee for the air training corps. So would she stay out so there? So she'd stay out okay, there and yeah, I'd march sure. around and, you know, learn learn about flight and uh, had a little uniform on and I loved it. Um, yeah. And I'd do that every week. And I'd iron my uniform before I go out there. So I had to had to learn how to iron everything. And then, of course, you'd have camps. So Any mistakes these... with the ironing or were you pretty good from no, the get-go? pretty good. You, you know, okay. we, we learned how to iron. That was part of it. And uh, the, the creases on the on the sleeves and whatnot and start, even starch so the prideful. collar. Oh, very, very prideful, something to do. Um, and, you know, so I did that. 
thinking that I was eventually going to get into the Air Force. I was going to be a, a fighter pilot, you know. I was yeah. a, a big fan of Top Gun and I thought it was going to be me. This works, yeah. <laughs> It'll be me. I'll be flying around in those soon. I'll have a nickname on my helmet. Yes. I don't know what that would, would be. Yeah, what would that yeah. be? Well, I, my, my... Have you had nicknames growing up? Yeah, well... Not really. I'm not a nickname. I give. I make my own nicknames up, and I. Yeah, you do it too. And I, I sort of. So this is what you know, like the Darbmeister. Um, that's a good one. The Darbmeister General. That's when I after when I was in the army for that a while, works. I got promoted to, to sort of like the leader. Self promoted. Yeah. My friend. Yeah. Uh, Reese. Reese. Uh, uh, that's kind of. But I when I was a DJ because I did a DJ course. I had Perfect. you had to at the end of it. I got a certificate. And um, they had to. They said, "What's your DJ name?" And it was very important. I hadn't really thought of it. <laughs> so I've, I know I'm, uh... I'm randomly talking about so many different tangents that's right fine. now. We've but that's fine. We've got no linear conversation. That's planned. me as a person. So what was the DJ? What did you? My land DJ on? name was DJ Joker, uh, but J O K A, I think. Ah. Yeah. So quite clever. <laughs> so I and this is a DJ course. It was six weeks. Uh, and you I, I spinning I real discs? Yeah, I thought I was going to be a DJ for a while there. This was after my army career, which I haven't even got to yet because I'm still in the ATC. Yes, sorry. Remember? Yes, you're still in the ATC. But, but I'm, I'm jumping back and forth. But it's like one of those Tarantino films. It is. We're going to forward, back, You don't know which, which zone you're in, but you know there's going to be a call Everyone back. is stressed watch, listening to this. Like, hold on, I'm trying yeah. to get a pen and paper and then we'll... <laughs> So, but yeah, so what I'm trying to say is mum was heavily involved in my life yeah. and she also managed my soccer team and, um, oh, now he's talking about soccer. Mm. And I think I think he's just I trying won. to really push all these other things he's good at. Yeah. I won. Yeah, I'm sneakily pushing <laughs> in these things. So, and this was before, obviously, the writing career, which was in the children's books, but we'll get to that yeah. in a second. <laughs> okay, so soccer. So she was active. She had her, like, hand and everything. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and was that a result of, like, you showing interest in something and then she would find a way to equally be involved? Yeah. Or she knew she had to be there anyway and she's not one to sit on her laurels, so... Well, once all the other kids had gone, uh, moved on, had families, you know, yeah. and I was, she was left with me, this this weird mistake that shouldn't have been there. And then she just decided to become best friends with me. And so we were very close. Yeah. And so everything I did, she got involved in as well. And she, because she was going to have to take me there anyway in the mini. Sure. So that she makes might as complete well... sense. I don't have children, but I feel like that <laughs> makes complete sense. The funny thing is my wife is kind of doing that now too with our little one, Theo. Yeah. She's sort of like... All right, I'll be part of the uh, soccer team, and she's a soccer mom. Great, and uh, so she's kind of um, helping helping to manage that. And of course, Rosie's a natural management person, so mm-hmm. she she finds it easy to. I also noticed that you're uh, in very clever promotion, wearing a t-shirt that's yes. that. Uh, now this is Theo's business side hustle. That's right. Yeah, so you have quite entrepreneurial children. <laughs> I feel like the like I love that, but not only that, like. And I'm bouncing around here too. But so you didn't have a present father. Has that changed how you, or did you be like, cool, I Mm. was lacking this, so I'm really going to, I don't want to say force this, but this is something that's really important to me to like show up and be present. Oh, for me, for my kids? Yeah, did you analyse it that way or is it just? I mean, it's always in the back of your head, but I'm a kid at heart, as you know, so anything my kids are involved in, I'm naturally involved in like they have to they kick me out of the garage sometimes because I'm trying to play video games and 
You know, this is our space, isn't it? Well, Dad, you know. No, they don't actually kick me out. That's, that's, that's I don't not think true. that's true either. They enjoy playing with me, but I think yeah. one day they might, and I'm worried about that. I don't know if they will. I feel like, and this is something from babysitting them, I, babysitting is a strong word. I was more just <laughs> hanging out with yeah. two fiercely independent, yeah. very articulate, and I see on Facebook also like, really amazing, evolved young men. I feel like they're out protesting climate change. They want equal pay yeah. for their teachers. Like, Yeah, they are. I feel like as a parent, you guys, do you guys just high five and go, I nailed it. I, and I'm I sure they're... We, yeah, we don't have time to. We, but no. we, now and again, we, we when we're out together, Rosie and I, we, we do kind of discuss it and, and we, yeah. you know, it is very positive that they uh, they want to be involved in all these things that are going to change the future. Yeah, for sure. So it's cool. important. And they're at good schools and they're both really smart kids. So that goes hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah, well, I... I'm very, they're very impressive. As oh, an cool. outsider who doesn't have kids, they go, wow, that's so rad. Um, <clears throat> so we both live in America, <clears throat> and you have done something which I feel like I'm not at this life chapter yet where I'm ready to kind of like start a family or anything like that. For me, it's really hard to imagine that being here in the States because I grew up in New Zealand and I want yeah. that for my if, if I'm lucky enough or to have children. I just can't fathom it here. And the reason why I can't is just because... I'm struggling at my age in this craziness that is yeah. American trying to get my head around it. Did you go through that or were you just like, oh, you guys have been working so much and moving around that you didn't feel that? Well, yeah, we have <laughs> moved about from country to country, surely. Um, why am I saying surely? Surely, surely I have. <laughs> surely I have. have I? Surely you have, Reese. I'm going to check that. Oh, yes, I have. Brilliant. So that's correct. Um yeah, but I think when it comes to uh, the point of right now they've got to go to school, Yeah, you know, where are you? And uh, we were actually in New Zealand when Finn started school. So he started there in R- Richmond Road Primary yeah. and it was it was the best thing ever. Um, you know, it was just down the road and, and everything felt great. And then we're up sticks and off to America. So then we had to put him into an elementary school and, the, and luckily we moved into a neighbourhood with a similar situation where it was very close, mm-hmm. could walk him to school. And, you know, Rosie doing all her work, uh, research, we found, you know, a, a fantastic school. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's kind of, we, we sort of started basing uh, where we're going to live around the school situation, which is what you do and you know, when you get to that kid uh part in, in your life. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it becomes all about them. <laughs> because, yeah. The, the, the schooling and all that kind of stuff because, you know, because you, you don't want to have to keep moving and you've got yeah. to find find the place where you're going to be for a while. So, um, yeah, it was it was quite daunting to put him into an American system and he struggled the first year, you know, so he was in, I think it was third grade was his first time here and the teacher uh, struggled a bit with him as well. His his accent, his voice, his uh, he was a bit different, whatnot. Um, but then you know it just it just got easier as time went by, and, and a year down the track, it was it was easier. And the little kid, of course, uh, the, his little brother, his whole schooling has been here, yeah, so yeah. he's he's definitely more American. Uh, but you know, with, he wouldn't admit it. But he's because it would be shameful. Oh, or? Well, I, well, because yeah, so because much of your family's know, he, identity is that New you're Zealand. New such a, yeah, I'm a New Zealand icon, Kim. <laughs> yeah, well, I know that's why you're sitting here. <laughs> so for him to be that's American, why all these people are here, and the paparazzi. Oh, right, the full A team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he, you know, he's but he he's so amazing that he can be both, and he cool. he identifies very heavily 
as a Kiwi, but at the same time uses all American vernacular, you know. And uh, but but we do go home a lot. So we yeah. know a, a lot. I don't know is a strong word. Um, and well, and by s- the way, two words. I've been 16 times this year. What? Get out of town yeah. 16 times and yeah. you have. Yeah. Why? Have. Good for jobs. Yeah, I guess the way you I'm actually at- do go back and forth because I keep seeing you online and go, <laughs> where is she now? Exactly. I can't work out whether you're here or there. Exactly. Would you attest to that? That's. I, I actually asked Kim, I, I said, this is kind of a personal question. Are you wealthy? Are you yeah. super wealthy? And she said, why? I'm like, I don't know. I feel like you travel a lot yeah. everywhere. 16 times. That's even more than uh, I've done uh, 43 flights this year. 37 of them have been long haul. Okay. And you know that that's (laughs) not something you should admit because of the environment, right? Uh, Yep. I do admit that. It's but it's purely work based. So, like, I do interviews for the project. So, that had me in Mexico last week. So, like, it's a bit of a job thing. 100% not good for the environment. And I will attest and also say, I don't think it's been very good for me. I would say, like, this year. Health wise and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I, back and forth like that, it's crazy. So I don't know how flight attendants do it. I take my hat off to them and I suppose like they're going to rest <clears throat> when they get land oh, yeah. somewhere, whereas I'm going to work. Um but I've really struggled this year. So I got diagnosed with a severe burnout at the beginning of the year because oh, I was working dear. in New Zealand during the week and flying back to LA for the weekend to do a day of work on Saturdays. <clears throat> oh my yeah. gosh, this is crazy. Yeah, so I I basically worked myself to the point of wow. pretty serious exhaustion. Is that right? Um, but this podcast isn't about me. Well, it is in the sense of like... That's part of it, though. This traveling yeah. back and forth, which I also love. And I think that's what's difficult is because I get to kind of be live, still be close to my family, which like you you were saying, like that's mm. really important to me. And they're all in New Zealand but I'm trying to work in the States. And the reason why is just the pendulum hasn't swung enough to America that I can financially sustain myself here. So that's kind yeah, of right. why I'm doing these other jobs. But, um, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm curious. So you go back, but you're going back mainly to be in New Zealand and to just be at home or are you going for work? or is it Because you seem uh, yeah. like a very busy person <laughs> as well. Yeah, it's normally like we would go home every year around Christmas okay. for, for a vacation situation. Um, and that would be three weeks, and mm-hmm. we'd have to steal a week of school for one of the kids because some, you know, like Finn might only have two weeks off at Christmas. You know, sure. just this American system. Uh, so we would steal a week and go. Well, you know, we've got to go home for Christmas because a, it's it's you know, December in in, in New Zealand is really awesome, and yeah. and we want to get a bit of summer and stuff like that, and it's just the cool vibe time. Of course, you know, you get there and then it rains and you think, oh, that's right, February. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's the kind of start of summer. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah, sometimes sure. it is really good. And you can still, you go swimming yeah. and you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, we have a, a place back there that we, you know, we, we really want to be at. So so that was the but thing. But do you have that, though? So, like, I have – so you're in L.A. because of work and school, but you yeah. feel at home in when, New Zealand? Like, I'm that's where you feel – yeah, well, you know, more and more, you know, this is this is home too. I think okay. I think you have more than one home. Okay. Uh, I know I've got more than one home. <laughs> Don't but, brag, Reese. Some of us. Sorry. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah. by that I mean, you know, where where you feel like 
um, you, you touch stuff and you go, this, this, this is where I belong. Yeah. And I mean, I still don't really have that with America. I don't like walk along and like touch the grass and, and feel the... I mean, you parked light. your car and someone was urinating next to it today, so... <laughs> yeah, that was weird. You wouldn't get that in New Zealand. So I refused. You want to, to check that boss in the uh, alleyway there? Yeah, yeah, there's a weird guy. It's just the way he was standing. I'm yeah. pretty sure he was doing a pee. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I kind of... He but was definitely doing a pee. He was. If there was the back alley, it's it. it yeah. You're just happy. Just be happy. It was daytime. Wow. Okay. Well, that's confirmed. That's America. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, yeah. Uh, piss poor, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So I, yeah. So I feel like when I'm at home, you know, when you just touch the grass and mm-hmm. it's just like there's nothing like it. Uh, you're swim lying in the sea. Oh, yeah. yeah so you're lying on your on your back on the beach. You're looking at the cloud. Everything's different. The clouds are different. The sky is different. It's mainly the air you breathe in and stuff like that. So I think then there'll never ever be anywhere that is like that for me. But America, because you know, I live here with my my family and my kids and my stuffs here, my works here. Uh, it's it's I guess um, home with a small H, and the other one's home sure. with a big H. Sure. Um, I want to talk about the Kiwi accent uh, because I feel like, and you can claim this as much as you want or as little as you want. I don't know how comfortable you are with compliments, but I feel like, you know, Flight of the Concords and your role and your role consistently through American film is like really putting mm. that identical Kiwi accent on screen. <clears throat> are you always asked to do the Kiwi accent or, and is that why, I don't want to say is that why people hire you because you're great. Yeah. But like, is we that someone like, with a Kiwi accent. No one, no one but, wants that. No, but if, like, are people. I demand it. <clears throat> you demand it. Well, I basically, I. So people know that's how I talk. I was about to say, you've got yeah. big balls, but I didn't want to come across too strong. Like, is that <laughs> kind of like one of your demands? You're like, no, I want to use my voice. I don't No, want... it's not. It's just it's just people know it's a thing. And yeah. this is, you know, I've done enough stuff and they're happy with how I sound. I sound different. I give diversity into into a production because we don't all sound American. Mm. And, uh, and you know, <laughs> that was a perfect impression of an American. It was. I don't know where he's from. He's but, from Boston. Uh, no, he's not. He's from Long Island. Oh, good. He left the room. I was about to say. <laughs> good. Um, <clears throat> My guts for garters. Yeah, so I'm I'm proud that uh, I'm able to do these parts. I mean, even, you know, like X-Files. I mean, mm. you know, really, really big uh, productions. And you would think, why is why is that voice in there? And then, well, now you look back and watch stuff and you go, well, it doesn't matter. It mm. should be there because we're in the world. Right. You know, this voice is, is part of the world. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting. Voice. Not on all maps, though. But no, <laughs> not on the not, not, not on, on the maps. Not on every world map. But I but... think I've done my bit to get us <laughs> into it. those now. Yeah. As well, you know, because that's really important. You know, not to be forgotten, and to be uh, seen as different to Australia. That's yeah. the big one for us because you know we we're not the same as them. No. And and there, there's a thing with the American ear where they tend to hear us and and think that we sound the same. Yes. Uh, or we sound English to them or, yes. but, you know, that. but now and again, you know, and you must have had this many times, people will say, are you, are you from Australia? Or, you know, they won't, they won't, the polite thing, if you guys are listening to this, is that Where, whereabouts in the world are you from? Just ask that because if as soon as you go Australia, then we go, oh, damn it. No. No. <laughs> no, we're not. We're our own thing. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Um, because I admire that. So I, when I work, there have only been two jobs I've been 
asked to use my natural accent. natural accent. And it's been when they can't quite figure the character out. Right. But they like me and I'm in contention, but they just can't. I wasn't what they went out looking for, but right. I've bought something to, I've bought enough to spark their thing doing it American, but it's not quite right. And then yeah. hopefully if the casting director knows me, they'll go, well, she's actually from New Zealand. Then I'll do it in New Zealand. And a couple of times that's been like, oh, that's interesting enough and so foreign to us. Yeah, right. That adds, but, adds a bit of colour, adds a bit of uh, and I think too, texture. Like, yeah, yeah, a bit of texture. So I love that, but it's it's rare. Usually mm. they want me because I'm auditioning for roles as part of a family unit or, you know, like yeah. I'm being, it's more for television. It's like part of an existing American unit that I have to be really American. But, yeah, the couple of opportunities I've had to be New Zealand. So when, when you cool. go, well, that's great that you've that you've had those. And yeah. I mean, I like to think maybe I've helped in a way. Well, I because would hundred percent because people go, oh. And yeah, I think I accepted. think you, I think Taika has been able to yeah. do it uh, in your footsteps, like just even adding it into a character yeah. in Thor and Marvel and stuff. Yeah, yeah and sure. I think like that is going like, oh, that's and it's immediately funny and really disarming to people. Yeah. Which is Brilliant. great. And he did that soft bouncer voice, which is, uh, you know, for that for that rock monster thing. Uh, look at me with all my Marvel knowledge. Um, but, yeah, yeah, which was so cool because um, there's not enough of that. Now, of course, his new film that mm. he's working on. Um, yes, that you're about to go that and That I'm about do. to fly and do. has got for a lot of Samoan voices in it. It does. So it's going to have a real um, touch of New Zealand, touch of home. That's touch so of cool. South Pacific. And now, a brief message from our sponsor. Are you looking for a fun new game that will challenge you, that's super fun, and that you can also play with your friends or family? Join the community of millions who are already playing Best Fiends. With over 100 million downloads already, the proof is in the pudding. This game is clearly awesome. Over the holidays, my family started playing A Life for Life, and it was a super fun way to include everyone. My niece actually came out as the shining star, much to my frustration. Best Fiends is where you get to solve fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. It's so much fun. Best Fiends. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Now, is this true? Correct me if I'm wrong, because I was a little bit younger when you guys kind of were doing the Edinburgh thing and starting out. Right. Is it true that... This was the perception I was told, was that you guys kind of cracked it in America, but couldn't quite get that kind of support or following from Kiwis. Is, is that is that is there truth in that? Uh, you mean Flight of the Concords? Yeah, that kind of like. Uh, no, not really. That's not. I don't think that's how it went down. It, the the um, the truth was is that they made a pilot uh, for TVNZ okay. uh, back in the day, and it didn't go. They didn't want it. And I've since since seen some of it, and it's really awesome. So they just didn't quite they didn't quite get them. I think the uh, back in New Zealand and the television production side of things, they they looked upon um, Brett and Jermaine and said, "You guys, I think they said that you're too Wellington." <laughs> I don't even know specifically yeah. what that would mean, but so this sure. is from an Auckland television. Uh, okay, where they're based, yeah, TVNZ, sure. an Auckland yes. thing. And I said, yeah, "Guys, sound a bit Wellington to us, you know? It's a bit, it's a bit in jokey, isn't it? But sort of Cuba Street." 
okay. and I think they just they were ahead of their time, which yeah. is which is often what happens. And then of course they came to the UK. We did Edinburgh. Um, they did, did you Ed- love it doing Edinburgh? Oh, it's the greatest time. I did a ever. ninja musical in Edinburgh. Really? Yes. Oh, and I had no idea me. what I was doing at Fringe Festival. Like, we didn't know. It was like a show that we'd done here at Second City, and we were like, oh, we'll take it to Edinburgh, not knowing or doing any research. We're like, oh, this is a whole thing. Yeah. We were horrible. We had, like, no one ever come. <laughs> we had, like, oh, a few wow. people. It was hilarious. But you had a great time. So much fun. Yeah. So I can see how that would, like, just grow an audience if you're prepared and ready for it. Yeah, it's a magical place. And, you know, they really uh, hit the ground running there with, with mm. their show. Um, and I was there at the same time, and then I think we did like two or three years of mm-hmm. of, of uh, them doing them and me doing me in a, in a smaller room, and then you know we we uh, joined forces yeah. for the for the uh, the radio version of of the mm-hmm. of the show, <clears throat> which was all thanks to Will Saunders. Okay, and he followed us around with a mini disc player, and we just improvised uh, like. I remember my first band meeting. I just really had no idea what I was doing, so I just I just did a roll call. So all of that we just sort of made up That's on the awesome. spot, and then little did we know it was going to become you know this, this iconic thing. thing. Do you do you put your head on the fact that because if that's like what most people feel like they know you from from that <clears> point, <throat> but yet yeah. you've had a whole life up until that point. Is there any, like, stigma to that where you're like, well, I was actually doing it? Because we will go, oh. you've just hopped on the scene or to give you that kind yeah, of... Yeah, I mean, that was my first acting job for sure. You know, my first my first acting role really, uh, certainly in front of a television camera, was, mm-hmm. you know, on that show on HBO. So it was pretty lucky. Awesome. Uh, but up until that point, I had done so much uh, of my own solo work and one-man plays. So mm-hmm. most of my Edinburgh shows were one-man plays. Uh, you know, you can go back through and, and troll through. Don't troll. That's not a good word. Uh, scroll. <laughs> just, scroll. <laughs> just leaving hate messages <laughs> under everything. You can go back through and troll all my you earlier can... <laughs> work. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The website is. Uh, yeah, you can, you know, like... Um, so just to list off a few funny titles, it was uh, Reese Darby and the Time Machine. Great. That was my first one-man play. This is eerily sounding similar to Summer Heights High Mr. G's oh, really? intro. He's like, basically, but he's almost so parodying funny. what you're doing right now. He's like, yeah, I used to, I, sometimes I just perform. Like This is a one-man show where I just appear out of different packaging. Uh, wow. And he goes through this like list of like, horrible. Well, it's, it is similar. I mean, I am similar to that character in my, my real life, really, I guess, in a little way. I mean, I, I, I often think I could have been a, a drama teacher. Oh, you would have. You would. You could still be. This well, could be. And a... I have. I have played one on a, on a sitcom here in the states. I did a couple of episodes. Uh, I think it was um, single parent. Single parents. Okay. it's called. Sure. Uh, I played. Uh, the... I like that your resume is so big that you can't. <laughs> so many shows. <laughs> so many honestly. Shows. Uh, I um, think it was. Uh, what was the show? Was single. Good. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I played this. The character was. Uh, was a funny name, Mister. No, you guys will have to look it up. Okay, all right. I'll have to As go I say, do I've it. done too much stuff. Too, too much stuff. Uh, do you have any – I might be projecting here, but I'm trying to you find – You keep cutting me off. I haven't finished with okay. these titles oh, of my shows. Okay. <laughs> so The Time Machine and then the sequel, Reese Darby and The Supernova. So oh, that's quite the, good. The, the Time Machine, I go back and forth in time Yep. and I defeat 
uh, evil robots in the future because they can't dance like me. I'm a freestyle dance champion. So I did these awesome dance moves and the robots can only do robot moves. And so I, I, I went underground because all the humans are underground. And I said to them, look, there's only one way we're going to defeat the robots and that's hold a dance competition. So I put these posters up. I went up into the middle of the night and put posters up on the lampposts. Dance competition, humans versus robots. And then we held, this is a one-man play, by the way, so I'm so playing, playing the roles. doing yeah, everything, course, like yeah, 12 yeah, yeah. different characters. And then I did a sequel, The Supernova, where there's a, there's a doomsday device found inside the Great Pyramid. And the only way you can get through this labyrinth of traps is by um, amazing, like, dance moves. So they, they call me back in and I save the world. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive in on this because... Uh, I've seen you do phenomenal robot sounds right, yeah. and robot dancing. Do you have a dance background or just from you're just flu- you're no, fluid? No, it's full freestyle. It's uh, I just make make it up like I've done with everything in my entire life. Just Can you give me insight to what insight to what your brain looks like? If your brain was a room, what kind of room is it? Yeah, it's I don't know. I don't even know if it's a room. Oh, it, okay. Yeah, it's kind of like I guess it's a for me it's a definitely a spaceship. And there's many levels mm. uh, and there's all these slides that go from one level to another and you can go up up and down these like lifts and you know, different. And when you go through doors, um, some of them aren't doors, some of them are like little uh, jelly, jelly kind of dimensional entries. And so when you go through there, you're actually in another, you think you're in another dimension, which you are, but you're still inside my space rocket. It's got like infinite levels. That sounds a lot more fun. My brain is a woman and there's just a lot of filing cabinets and she's stressed, <laughs> she's stressed so and she's amazing. trying to look for something yep. and she can't find it and she's panicking. That's great. That sounds like a lot more fun. Yeah, I'm just too f- fun. You and, are. And luckily, though, I but did. But what a gift to have well, this yeah, like, I know. cool But if thing. I didn't marry Rosie, I'd be, you know, I wouldn't have lasted. I, I can, Do you mean I that? can barely fill out a form. Do you mean that? Yeah, I, th- I mean I don't know where but I would be. But then do you also not like Philip? I would still be doing all this kind of stuff, but I just I don't think I'd be living in a house. <laughs> I'd be dossing with some people or something. I don't and would know. Would you I, be comfortable dossing? Uh, Are you a co- do you need stuff? No, I don't. I, I yeah, I'd be comfortable dossing and I have, you know, I have back in the day uh roommates or flatmates as we say in New Zealand. I've I've lived with um a whole bunch of different dudes. Are you fun to live with or are you stressful or are you No, I'm very messy? fun. No, I'm not messy. I'm tidy because of my military background. So, you know, I'm always, I fold socks, you know, into into balls with smiley faces. I could show you if I had two socks. I've got tights on. It's not going to work. And I feel like everyone else has been wearing their socks too long that I don't want to. Let's not worry about the socks. I have a question. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Explain to uh, Americans the flat. What is a, is a flat can be anything? It's just where you live. Yeah. Yeah. That's like an apartment. So a flat. We but go, it's not an actual like studio. It's not like a flat space. No, it's, it's just not. It could be the any word house. for your house. For your yeah. House. So we, you go. We go flatting. Is the it's such a weird term, right? You go. Yeah. About time you left home and, and started going flatting. <laughs> At forty five years old, I just learned what a, the true meaning of a flat. I always thought it was like a like a studio. No, space. well, you because we don't have a lot of like apartments, so it's actually more. You're more likely to go flatting. In a house. You go to a house and because houses have like six bedrooms in New Zealand, you live with five potentially strangers. And that's called flatting and they're your flatmates. Yeah. There you go. And you live in a flat. Um, <laughs> it's weird. And I think and your flat broke yeah, as well. So true. it all kind of ties in. It's, it's really bizarre actually. Um, 
hilarious. Uh, so from the time that I you've been on my radar, it seems like you work all the time. <clears throat> Is that true? And if it's not true or hasn't been true for a period, what do those periods of unemployment look like for you emotionally? In in And since... Well, How long? Because okay, I, so I do changed? work constantly. Yeah. Okay, I, you I, do. I've, yeah, I mean, if I'm not working, we're in serious trouble because Rosie keeps buying houses. <laughs> Is that oh, Okay, uh, so you're at a different. You're you're a few levels up from me from where I am. Can you bring yourself back mentally? I mean, in the your last time, time spaceship to like where I am, where you're like, cool. You mm. finish a job and you don't know when the next job is, and like what that. That to me is like I go from being like I'm great to I'm fraudulent imposter syndrome. I may never work again. Did you ever right. have that, or you're much healthier brain well, in that spaceship of yours? I think because I live in a spaceship, I've, I've <laughs> haven't really been like that because ever? N- not really. No, okay. because I, right from the word go, mm. uh, I think that's a term. <laughs> uh, it is. I, it Remember, is. you create yeah. terms. I mean, there it is. It's another one. Uh, so. <laughs> Go! That's what they say when, as soon as I was born. The doctor, like, he goes, Go! And I popped out. And then I, I, that's me crying. Yeah. And then she quickly, you know, had to, you know, deal with me. Yeah. Um, but I was already, already believed at that point that, you know, I was going to be this great big thing. Mm. I was going to make it. And I don't know what. So you have, you have always had that of like, it's going to work out. Yeah. And when I was a, a, a young stand up living in Auckland and, um, God, that's going back a bit. Uh, you know, many years ago, and doing doing gigs, um, working part time. You know, working. I used to work at the body shop. Did you? Yeah, I work at the body shop at the moment. Really? They're the only cruelty free makeup that I can find. Oh, brilliant plug. Uh, this, um, yeah, and I'm and I'm, I'm proud that they're they're, they're still good mm-hmm. and they're still going. Uh, I I like sort of managed a store at one point. Like I, I made my way up from. Uh, At a ridiculous age, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know how old I was. Oh, this is Reese. He's 17. He'll be. He's going to run. He's going to be your manager. Very New Zealand. Yeah, um, I, that was a, a short-lived period for me because um, I. Yeah, but uh, so I was working there, um, and then you know doing doing gigs for you know next to nothing because you know, it, the one comedy club in, in, in New Zealand doesn't pay a lot of money, and and this is a long time ago when there wasn't really uh, too many other sources. Of revenue for comics, There's a, there was a one or two other gigs, maybe, but really it was a it was a sort of a, a hobby mm. that you hope will one day you know you can take further. Mm. Um, but when I clicked into what I uh, the the style of comedy that I was comfortable doing, and it took me a while to to you know I was just a ball of energy at the start, and I thought I was brilliant, but you know I wasn't. And then I had to slow it all down, and then when I sort of fin- finally found my my pace and then my 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 style my stories and using physical comedy and sound effects and bringing bringing all those elements together and I was you know I realized I was doing something that no one else was really doing uh there was um uh, the international comics would come in to New Zealand, would have this comedy festival, and then one or two of them said to me, "You know, you should come to the UK. Uh, you'll 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 make it. You know, you're, you've got something different." And and I said, "Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait." And so then, luckily, uh, you know, Rosie and I then departed. Have you been together for a very long time? A long time. Yeah, that's like, awesome. Uh, I can't remember how long. We have to check with her on that one. Okay, but cool. I think it's like twenty three years or something. Awesome.
So right from the kind yeah. of beginnings of time. So you had this partnership. Yeah, That's pretty cool because most people go through that chapter and it's like got a lot of loneliness attached to it and a lot of... So. Yeah. Well, no, we, we, we found each other early and she had drive and I had drive and she she would, you know, people, she would say, I didn't have the drive, you had the drive, but really she had the ultimate drive as well because she wanted to get out there and make it happen as well. She wanted to get to the UK and mm-hmm. she ended up, you know, working at the head office of Jonglers and running you know, the bookings for 17 comedy clubs. And, like, she was, she knew every comic wow. and still does now. And Any middle-aged comics that from the UK and, and beyond, she knows them all by name and has most of their numbers. And so right. she would book them all and things like this, you know, and, and, uh, and so, and then, of course, you know, we had parallel things going on, and so then I'm I'm trying to get into those big clubs. And, and she's and, like, "Oh, I can book you a spot." Yeah, and eventually, yeah, I'll get booked. Yeah, so it's she's like, "Oh, I need a comedian." <laughs> what about me? But it wasn't. Uh, people would say, you know, there's there's nepotism with you two, but there never was because I had to, no. I had to prove myself and uh, got in there. Uh, the same way everyone else did uh, with those clubs and these other big clubs like the Comedy Store in London and stuff. And I and that she had obviously she had nothing to do with that one. And I had to go down, you know, do a twenty minute set. Or actually start with a, like a six six minute set in front of the big boss man, and, and then go into his office. And he would either say, you know, don't come back, or he might give you another gig. And this yeah. was the big thing of like, and, and and often if you got a gig, and this is the comedy store in London I'm talking about, he would say, okay, come back in six months. Yeah. But for me, uh, I was like one of the first um, that I know of that um, Don is his name, uh, and he said, uh, I'll give you a paid weekend, like next weekend type thing. So I walked away with that, with thinking, awesome. wow, I've, I've, I've nailed it. And I yeah. came back, and then I got a 20-minute set Friday, Saturday deal um, the following weekend and, you know, crushed it. So, but I, you know, there was this confidence yeah, yeah, thing. Sure. Um, anyway, I could go on till the cows come home. And that's another how- one of mine. <laughs> but, uh, well, I know this is, that this is, is not one of yours. <laughs> well, this is interesting to me because I feel like, mm-hmm. can I, can I do my chicken for you and you can give me honest feedback? Yeah. <clears throat> Wow. Is that? Yeah. Pretty good. I think I'm going to go with a real chicken. Uh, no, but it's a But good in an emergency. Bo- yeah, it's a good bo- human. Bo- 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 uh, see? You just got to put a put more. Step bo- into it, Kim. Bo- Step into bo- it. That's pretty good. You but you see, you. you well, shut up, Kevin. <laughs> this is a really big moment for me that you're just shitting on my talent here. <laughs> I've been think... wanting to do my chicken for this man for years. Yeah, I think you nailed it. Thank you. Yeah. Reese. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> I thought it was a turkey. Is there a difference between a chicken and a turkey? Not in New Zealand. And if so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not in taste. I feel like they're yeah. quite similar. Um, so, yeah, I feel like, so there's this narrative of, like, what I love about you is you're ultimately, like, super positive. Your comedy isn't, like, brr. It's very mm. up energy. And that's been really exciting for me, who's someone, like, I play up energy very well. Whenever I have to play flat or straight, it doesn't, I don't f- it's not my best thing. So that's been yeah. really cool to watch. But have you, you know, you've had confidence to confidence and everything's going well. Do you, do you or have you ever, or are you comfortable talking with, have you ever had any, um, or had any like mental illness or de- or had like seasons of depression or anything like that? Uh, not really, but I've definitely um, 
been down, and, you know, and, okay. and we're going back to what and you were sort of questioning. And is that because of the career or? Yeah, absolutely. That's, okay. you know, I mean, I've had, I've had uh, um, heartbreak and that kind of stuff, you know, or, uh, and whatnot, but that, the natural things, you know, when you, as you're growing through your later years and falling in love or whatever, but um, in terms of the, the real kind of depression kind of feel, um, for me, it's a difficult subject because I, I haven't really, I haven't felt too down. I felt real major grief recently, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when my mum passed away and stuff, and that was a really hard time for me. But your original question was, you know, have you always been on the up or has there been, you know, uh, times when you weren't, you weren't happy? And it definitely... But I, I just kept driving forward, and so after the after the Concords, um, the, the second season, once the show the show finished, and uh, I didn't I couldn't stay in America because there was nothing else, I had nothing else going on. That was my one job, and uh, you know I was a stand up by nature, and I'd done twenty years of stand up at that point, and that was how I earned my money. I had to do these you know these solid gold twenty minute sets that I was telling you about. That everyone loves. I've been there. I've been at your sets too. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, and I can stretch that out to thirty by doing just doing extra robots. But uh, so I, I, for me, it was like I had to return to the UK because that's where I knew where the money was, where okay. the coin was. And so we we ran out of cash real quick um, once that Concord's finished in in uh, in New York, and we wanted to get out of there anyway. So we went back to London and oh, flat broke at that point. We, um, because we had, we had our little one, we had Finn at that point and, uh, with in a stroller and, uh, you know, Rosie didn't have a job because she left, uh, the, the comedy clubs, the jonglers to, to come to America with me. So when we returned, um, to London at that point, you know, I remember I had to borrow money. And uh, the weather was absolutely atrocious. From a friend or like from a bank? From, from bank, friend, say, from yeah. friend, yeah, from friends. And, uh, and but I remember not not even kind because because I'd been involved in that super awesome thing. Mm. I, I I don't I didn't kind of, kind of like you know when you have a school camp and everyone gets on and has a great time, then it ends and then you're instantly depressed for that. Like you know that's a natural yeah. it's a natural thing. Yeah. So, but I don't remember having that feeling. I remember, I don't know why, um, but but we were in Tooting, okay? So do you know what that is I in don't. London? It's, it's not, it's a little... It's not a great, you got people peeing in alleyways Yeah, it's too. a dodgy peeing, peeing in the alleyway. I don't want to bring down Tooting because that's not, you know, okay. it's not me, but, you know, it's, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a shithole. Sure. But we live there, you know, so yeah. you know, yay Tooting. Um, we live next to a, a graveyard. It's probably the, it's probably gentrified now, and it's probably like well, Tooting got, Beck is oh, is, it is. Gen, gen, yeah, it's got maybe a blue Tooting is as well. Coffee shop, and it's yeah. I bet it has. Uh, but we, you know, we were sort of had, we had nothing going on for a while there, and we were in a very um, crappy uh, apartment or flat, if, if you will, uh, and. You know, I was then struggling to. I had to get back on the on the stand up scene, and you know, those kind of stand up jobs were paying like two hundred pounds for a, for a headliner, you know, in cash, which was great. Um, but yeah, and I, I remember the weather being really, really awful, and I remember um, we had to put all our stuff in storage in a storage locker because we um, were in between houses and stuff. We were dossing with other people, and we had a little kid, and it was you know, and and but. 
Uh, and I also got sick. I got this weird, uh, these, I got hives or this weird rash all over my legs. I have a rash at the moment. Oh my gosh. So this is what's happening with this you. Is, yeah. Yeah. Things I will get better. Like, Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, yeah. Things will get better. Okay. So the rash is coming and yeah. now it gets good, right? And, well, yeah, because I just, I, there's always been opportunities around the corner. Like literally for me, I don't know. It's not the same for everybody probably, but for me, um, just a positive outlook on, on life. I always just, I always find something to be happy about and mm-hmm. little things in life, whether it be um, uh, songs that make me smile or um, television shows like the, I go to my happy place. Everyone has happy, happy stuff yeah, sure. that what, makes them. What are some of your happy stuff? Well, you know, definitely the Monty Python. Yep. That's my happy zone. So I would just like watch or listen to stuff from them. Um, and then anything in Peter Sellers movies, um, uh, you know, when he's Inspector Clouseau, just that absolute... Were ridic- you a Mr. Bean guy? Did yeah, you- Mr. Bean, love Mr. Bean. <laughs> yep, definitely. So okay. things like that, which just give you... I so mean, you were pretty... Because this is something that it's not all people are good at this and they mm. kind of get down and they can only see darkness and more darkness. Yeah. So you're pretty good at recognising, I don't feel great, I need to go and... Uh, Fill some happy, distract with yeah. something. And let's not forget that also I had a little boy, so that's yeah. just joy. Yeah, you that's know? true. And of course. Yeah, and and I'm a, I'm a, I guess I'm a sort of happy go lucky kind of guy. I'm not I'm not that you know uh, I'm not I don't get that down I don't get down that easily. But what I'm trying to say is that we're we're in a in a, in a pretty bad situation and. Um, because uh, you know that could have been it for my television career. It was just that one show, and, I, and one I, by, and done, yeah. yeah, one and done. And by the way, in the UK, no one was interested in, in using me uh, for television or anything like that. And I had hoped, you know, that's why I went there, so that I'd become a a British, you know, com- icon, comic icon, <laughs> uh, and you know, it without just did, claiming you, like it, Australia does sometimes. Yeah, they're but like, yeah, they're, they're British, but they don't, they don't care. No, you know, we're yeah. from the colonies, and you know, I, yeah, I was funny on stage and stuff, and made some noises and jumped around, um, but really, you know, move on. Yeah. I felt that the class system is still there, and yeah. uh, I don't, I think, I don't know whether it is now, but I still, I think it will always be there to, to some degree, but. With, with what's happening over there is such a big mess right now that I haven't, you know, I've, I've, I've dipped my toes in there once or twice in the last few years, but I know that, you know, they're going through a, a real crisis. Um, yeah. So I'll, I can't wait to see what happens there. But that part of my life is definitely gone. I, I lived in the UK for, um, you know, about seven years, and uh, it was where Rosie and I really built up our um, our. Our thing. Uh, we had our first child there, um, and you know, um, and two of my best friends still still live over there. Um, shout out to uh, Ryan and James. They'll be listening. <laughs> but um, that will be our whole promo to Ryan and James, who get two listeners. Yeah. <laughs> he mentioned us in there somewhere. But here's the thing: I was walking through this graveyard in Tooting, and I got a a, a, a phone call. I believe, uh, you know, when your cell phone buzzes. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I pick, I think we had cell phones back then, didn't we? I don't know. This yeah. is so many years ago. 2009, I want to say. Around. Something yeah, like that. Definitely. And so I, I'm like, hello. And it was, yeah, it was someone from Hollywood. Uh, and next thing I know, I'm cast in a Jim Carrey movie. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what are you going to do? You know, I, I couldn't believe it. Um, Peyton Reed. 
yeah, it was, the, it was the guy who called me. And he was a Concords fan, loved my work and that show. And then, you know, that opened, obviously opened a door for now. It's uncanny because like roughly six or seven years earlier when I got my first UK agent uh, for stand-up, uh, he said to me, you know, what do you want to do? Um, what's, what's your big life uh, ambition you know, with you as, a, as an artist? And I said, well, you know, if I can, I want to be in a movie with Jim Carrey. No! <laughs> really? Yeah, absolutely. So you, you made that happen, you manifested yeah, that. I did. I make everything happen because I, the universe for me can be manipulated by um, your thoughts. So I want to dive into that because you fascinate me on many levels. You also are a big Loch Ness Monster believer. Well, yeah, I don't know if I well, believe. I'm, I'm definitely curious. into it. You're oh, yeah. curious about, is it unseen? Cryptozoology. Thank you. Yeah. I knew there was a word for it, and you yeah. saw me struggling. It's a big. Yeah, I believe in the Loch Ness monster as well. Good. Sorry to interrupt, but no, it's just a giant. You don't need to apologize. You can giant, be actively part giant, of this conversation. It's a giant reptile that's the rare. Well, we don't know. I mean, I, the, there's so many theories, but I've been there three times. We're going on to another tangent now, but that's just fine. just quick. Yeah, but just that's quickly. fine. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Because I love Loch Ness. I love you know. I love Scotland. What is there not to love? It's just yeah. a mystical, brilliant place. And so there I am out on the loch or the loch. And uh, I'm in one of these sonar boats, you know, with, with I think it was called Nessie Hunter, this particular oh, wow. one. Oh, you, wow. You really did the real deal. Oh, yeah. I like it. And so I've got the sonar happening and we're seeing we, there's a lot of eels. And so there's really, really deep. This is ridiculously deep. Like the That lock, was going to be how nest. deep that, that body of water is super deep. Right? Yeah, it's like uh, I think you can do – I think it's uh, – uh, what, I think it might be three Eiffel Towers deep, or oh, yeah, or okay. seven jumbo jets lined up deep. It's yeah. There's a, like those. <laughs> keep them coming. Keep them I like how you're like. I don't know. I mean, it might be. It's, it's exactly three it's, football fields. It's two and a half uh, statues of liberties deep. Like you know, the list goes on. It's actually a really great because we go. Oh yep, I get a yeah. Yep, got Four thousand and three yep. footballs deep. I mean, this is this is a deep. You could just go for days and days. <laughs> um, I love is, it when he does his lists, when he I does his numbers. This is so unprofessional. Yeah. I need to pee so bad okay. that my upper lip is sweating. Yeah, right, let's pause. Can you let's guys pause keep talking? No, you yeah, guys we'll can keep talk talking Loch about Loch Ness. It's not that you're not, I'm just like. But seriously, I mean, like, there's a, a way that, I mean, it's such a big body of water, yeah. right? I mean, that there's just because they don't have uh, him in a, in a, in a weird aquarium doesn't mean that he doesn't exist, right? Is there, what's the, is there a recent? There, there's sightings all the time. There's still sightings, and they and there's you know there's many theories, but one of the latest ones is that uh, is that it's a giant eel, which because what people mainly see is not necessarily three humps, you know, the classic kind of thing. But they see they see the water disturbed uh, at any point in the lock, and then they have seen either one hump or they've seen something come out of the water. And and any and by the way, this is a you know on a calm day it looks. So ultra calm. Let me just turn this guy off. This will be one of my oh, your classic robo caller. Get out of town, mate. Uh, and that's I knew I was going to not put that on mute. I think I was worried my wife was going to go. Where are you? I mean, it could just. It also could be sort of. Uh, I always thought of it as like a, an eel, but like a mutate, like some kind Mutated. of mutated mutation. Eel, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mutation, like some crossbreed. They've seen. They've seen. Uh, Anomalies from a satellite image as well. I've seen like and 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 by that also um, not necessarily of, of an eel shape, 
but it could be it could be a mixture of things. It could be uh, an eel uh, um, having a fight with with a seal. There's off there's also seals that have been seen in there and stuff like that. <laughs> I, smiling. I, it's an eel having a fight with a seal. But it doesn't necessarily. We've solved it. Doesn't have to be a monster, right? It's no, not necessarily no, a monster. It's not going to be a big fish. It's, it's like not the monster a, part of it is what throws people off. Yeah, it's not going to be a plesiosaur, you know, from the dinosaur era. It's I just don't understand how people that. could think that something like this couldn't exist when you watch David Attenborough's Planet Earth and yeah. you see what kind of crazy messed up stuff. Mm. There's fish with see through heads. Who, no, exactly. Like, I'm like, we've got to be a bit more open minded. Here's the problem. Well, you've hit the nail on. On the uh, on the on the coffin of brilliance there. <laughs> that's it. That's our promo, everyone. <laughs> yeah, you. The, here's here's what people don't do enough. They don't think enough for a start. Mm. People just go about their lives, their nine to fives or whatever. They're doing their jobs. They're earning their money. They're they're surviving, um, and you know. But when they and they, they might, you just got to put a little bit more thought into stuff and like. Who's into cryptozoology? No one really. There's, there's just, there is. There's a lot of people into it, but there's not. It's not. It's not a big popular thing. And now, what just, exactly is that? It's like the, the so it's, study of yeah. It's the study of hidden animals. The study of animals that uh, may or may not exist, but have not been classified by science. So Yeti, Bigfoot, mm. uh, you know, lizard men, owl men, uh, lizard men. Yeah. There's, people have seen a lot of. And I, so, I said that as if like I was really like that. That crosses into extraterrestrial yeah, territory as yeah, well, yeah, like yeah. aliens and things like that. But yeah, people have seen some weird stuff, and they, I witness it. Or they or they have, uh, you know, they have. Well, especially with the Sasquatch, you know, there's footprints and things like that. But these things disappear. And that's why, you know, one of the popular theories is that they're interdimensional. So they come from mm. um, they come from literally another world and they come through into ours either because they know how to and they can hunt and they, you know, get our food and then they duck away again or by it's just a dimensional yeah. uh, opening in the, uh, like a rift in the a dimension. Ripple, yeah. And then they come through. And, that, and that's one of the theories that why this creature in Loch Ness always ends up there as well because it, it, there's, a, there's a rift mm. and, and down in the lock somewhere and it can, and it can come through. What do you – do you – when you talk about this, because this fascinates me because I'm a very curious person and so I like – Cool. So you're great. Yeah. You're open-minded. You do think a lot. I do. Is that yeah. surprising? No, it's good. <laughs> you said that to me I like- mean, it's crazy to say that it can't exist. Right, just because you haven't seen it, to say yeah, that exactly. it doesn't like, exist, it's yeah. very close-minded, in my opinion. I'll yeah. shut up. The no, close, no, yeah. you can come in the room if you want. Um, <laughs> I prefer him out there. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> we, there was an email about that. Yes, no, I'm joking. Uh, can I ask your thoughts on religion? Yeah, sure. What are your thoughts? It's on- bollocks. <laughs> no. Well, no, I just mean like if you're open, like, do you then go, oh, well, they're. I don't know. I guess what I'm asking is, do you believe that there's a higher power of any kind or that it's possible? Do you identify as an atheist? Do you identify as agnostic? Do you identify as space god? Mm. <laughs> space god. That's how I <laughs> identify. I think, you know, going back to the open-mindedness, minded, then, you know, religious people who clearly have a – they believe in a doctor a doctrine and that, you know, the God, God exists, God is a man. I mean, that for a start is ridiculous. 
And then, you know, we, this is a whole deep dive, but just to quickly sum it up, if you're going to believe in... <laughs> and I, Kevin's religious. Good on yep. you, mate. Good on you. Uh, that, that sort of stuff's cool because you, you... He's waving a cross necklace through you, ominously through the... Uh, oh, and suddenly our microphones aren't working. What's going on? <laughs> God's not real. Bernie's <laughs> <laughs> fire, fire. <laughs> electric seats. What's going on here? <laughs> You got me. Uh, but basically, you know, it's it's rules to live by. So there's things that that keep humanity going so that we, you know, the, the Ten Commandments and all that stuff, it, it makes total sense. Now, um, you've got to, these people, though, they have to have an open mind if they're, if they're thinking that, you know, this dude parted the, 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 well, the this seas and stuff thing. like that. It's like, how know? can you be open to the fact that he's like, seven days, make everything boom, but you yeah. can't be open to perhaps there's some lizard eating yeah, a seal exactly. in, the yeah. sea, in Loch Ness. Yeah, exactly. So you, you, you That's confusing. You've got to be open to everything if you're going to be open to some of the stuff that, you know, is in the Bible because it's ridiculous. Do you have a... Um, you seem happy, go lucky all the time. Are there a few triggers or bitterness that like come into your mouth over any topic, like whether it's politics or so? Like, do you are you triggered by any? I don't like talking politics. That's probably the one thing I just don't really. I'm not really into because I'm not going to be able to solve it. Uh, I, I um, it bores me talking about it because everyone just talks in circles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's not to say that I don't wouldn't get involved. You know, I vote and all the rest of it. Um, but yeah, it's not my forte. Okay. You know, you you know. So, um, would it excite you to excite sit me. across from <laughs> not from that, a politician? Obviously. No, would it? I like Jacinda. I've hung out with her. She's cool. Is she cool? Yeah, I yeah, did. Yeah. I did the Christmas play with her one year, oh, ages wow. ago. I think she's so rad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess it like for some people it excites them to sit across the table from someone, or maybe it's someone in the comedy scene who like yeah. maybe has a different view and like gets excited to. Not necessarily change each other, but just like have a toe to toe on certain things, and they feel good about it afterwards. And it doesn't have to be this aggressive "my way, your way," but like an actual intellectual conversation of differing views. Right? Or um, couldn't you rather not? Yeah, I'm not good with conflict. Okay. Uh, I, I get, I you know, if I don't agree with what someone's saying, though, I do get a bit uppity, and I will, I'll be, I'm, I'm like a. Like a you know, like a weasel, I'll, I'll, I'll sort of attack, you know, um, <laughs> attack that cobra. Um, <laughs> that was the most unweasel. I don't know what a weasel does, but that's good. Well, there's the famous uh, weasel versus cobra wars. <laughs> where they, <I laughs> uh, think, oh yes, of course, yeah, that think, reference. Well, it could be a stoat, actually. There's, weasel yeah, there's versus cobra. Yeah, weasels can fight cobras. Yeah, some strangely, th- somehow, yeah. some way, like it's a, a pretty fair fight. And I think sometimes weasels. Can actually beat king cobras, which is yeah, it's it's odd, but I'm yeah, I'm definitely. In fact, my brother used to call me Weasel. His nickname. That's going back to nicknames. I've got one. That on your thing. So he used to say, "Hey, Weasel." That was. (laughs) 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 I've got to get that into the show. Yeah. yeah. Hey, 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 Weasel. Yeah. (laughs) That's him when I was because I was little, and uh, you know that was that kind of that was our relationships summed up right there. So you do the weasel, but the version of a weasel when it's fighting a cobra. Yeah, absolutely. Like sure. if, you know, my, my, I mean, I love science, but because I'm really into ufology as well, when scientists say there's absolutely no chance of there being extraterrestrial visitations to this planet or anything like that, and 
yet you've got all these uh, these contactees who have, uh, for want of a better word, been abducted and gone through these crazy experiences. And they, uh, you know, I've spoken to some of these people and, you know, who's to say that that hasn't happened, you know? And I, so I'm very open-minded, so I believe people, but I can, I can, I can read a room. So I can also, you know, I, I've got a good BS monitor as well. So you'll throw something out there about abductions, see yeah. how the room plays. And go, cool, this is not the crowd. Well, one of the is best. Is it strange that I feel overwhelmingly um, wishful for you to be abducted? No, that's great. Is that a weird thing to? I mean, and like, I want you to come back. Yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah. you to oh, I will. go away. I want to But be... I feel like if there's anyone that I've met that yeah. deserves to be abducted just to like have <laughs> that experience, Canberra, do you yeah, agree you've, with you've me? You've earned it. You've Thank earned you. It. Do you Thanks, agree, guys. Raul? Everyone uh, he agrees. Will like, come we, back. He will come back. I feel if like the universe is listening. We're putting it out that we hope that I think you'd be a great passenger. You'd be non aggressive. You mm-hmm. may even be able to form some kind of alliance with aliens and humans. It's funny you should say this because my, my ultimate dream is to be an ambassador for this planet for when we go into negotiations with the extraterrestrials about, you know, where we're going and what, and what the advancement's going to be. Because um, the, other, the other classic guy that would be great with that would be Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson, of course, Who because he's got I, the bulk as well as the smile. You'd be a great duo. But I think, I know, I know, move over, Kevin. I think I think Not you, so. Kevin, uh, Hart. <laughs> Because uh, they're funny because, you know, one's little and one's big. Uh, but we had that years ago with Obelix and Asterix. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's and Pinky in the Brain. Pinky in the, it's always, yeah, Pinky in the Brain. <laughs> Classic. Narf. Um, but for me, I just, I, I think um, non-threatening, you know, and, I, and I'm, um, yeah, I have a good, a, a good kind of vibe. Mm. Uh, and, and I've got some skills from my background uh, that I think would come through from my old military training that would... Folding would... socks, you... <laughs> <laughs> well, Humans and aliens alike. This yeah. is something we all need to agree on, how to fold socks. <laughs> Can I just have a look at your socks? I mean, I know you've just landed here. Yeah, I know, but look, I've been, I'm have been. i the ambassador, okay? So, uh, first of all, I've done the role, obviously, and yes. you know, I know how many are there. There's like 300 of them in this tiny ship, which I thought was about over- overkill. I mean, there's no seats. But can I just grab your socks? Because I want to show you a little trick, and I can... I can roll your socks up into a ball and have a little smiley face at the front of them. And then when you put them in your drawers, do you have drawers? Right, no drawers. Oh, no socks. Oh, I'm looking at you now. Yeah, of course, you're naked. That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not going to work then. And we'll it's weird that they're naked. And it is. Mm. Oh, you're oh. not naked. It's oh. actually it's a skin suit. Yes. It's, oh, Zip. brilliant. Kind of like oh, The Simpsons. It's so skin tight. It looks great. Do you know I grew up for a lot whenever my mother would do something strange after watching The Simpsons because the aliens in The Simpsons could dub oh, human things. Yeah, I, right. I was like, she's a fucking alien. Yeah. I used to try and catch at the back of her neck. I was like, there's a zip there somewhere. You're talking <laughs> about your mum here. Yeah, when I was younger. She would do something out of character really? and yeah. I would go, Suspect, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Well, that, and my that... nana got a bit nutty at the end, and she'd always she'd always pull me aside and go, "There's a lot of underground work going on here." Wow! <laughs> I had no concept of what that meant, but I was like, in my mind, I was like, "Mom's an alien, isn't she?" Yeah, there's definitely something going on there. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Anyway, um... <laughs> yes, you could have called this podcast "My Mum's an Alien." I could sit and talk to you all day, but I know you've got a family. Oh, till the cows to do. come home. Till the cows. What is your favourite sound effect at the moment to do, or what are you playing with? Because I'm assuming that you hear a noise and mm. you go, "I might try and create that." Well, I was going to do 
I was going to do like when I do another stand-up show, like an hour, which I haven't done one for a few years now since the last one. Then I was going to call the next one just something really ridiculous. Like I thought of maybe calling it um, the sound of various doors opening, which has a, a double meaning. So, so it's like my life and how you know, things worked out for me. But also I love doing the noises of doors opening. So I, you know, I've got my favourite. I'll do. I'll end on my best one, but I'll start with uh, the futuristic one, which I enjoy. So this is actually a door from my brain. It's the spaceship door. So if you actually want to enter my head, this is the door that you're going to go through. You ready? So you're in there now. Perfect. And, it's, and it's, you've got to get in quick, by the way, as you can tell. I so that's it's shut quick. quite quickly. And it feels like there's, I can see dry ice or some kind of Yeah, once smoke. you're inside, yeah, there's, yeah, a little, yeah. there's a little effect. Yeah. I have that set up. So mm. there's a little tiny tubes. So mm. you don't know, they're tiny, you don't notice them. But mm. just as you step through, there's a little pad and you step on it and the smoke comes out. Missed. Did you hear that? I did. So that's Let's you... lay one down one more time. Let's do the opening of the door. The, 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 let's do it all strung together. Okay. Action. Ah, I'm in. And now we have that on yeah. file. <laughs> Lay it down here at Action Park Studios. <laughs> you'll be using that. He will, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you'll hear my uh, commercials later. In, but hold yeah, on. Hang on a second. I should be getting paid for that. <laughs> Rosie! Uh, okay, so you've got the spaceship doors. Yeah, and so, but to finish on, my favourite is the haunted door. So this is a creaking door, but what I like about it is the door itself is haunted. So the actual old mansion that you open into, I think it's probably fine, but something's happened to the door. So this is when you get up. I like that. So the door is what is haunted. Yeah. Everything else is great. It's a new home. It's been renovated. but No, it hasn't. It's it's old. It's crappy. Uh, you know, you're going up there. You've, you've, the, the fence is broken. You've, you've, you, it's, it could be Look. Halloween or just a, you know, full moon. It's a, it's a freaky night. You know, you, you and your mates, and you're going to go up. Um, you, you're with me. It's us. You know, this whole gang here. The A team, Kevin. You know, Raul. Yada yada yadas. Kevin and Nara. Those are the other names. Uh, but yeah, well, everyone from the list, and we're right, right by the house now. And I'm going to open the door because you know you're looking at me and thinking, well, Reese, you, you're the paranormal guy. You go through. You're in X Files. You know, you said that to me, and I said, yeah, yeah, I was. And then I'm going to open the door. Here we we go. Yeah, we're on there. I didn't want to breathe or ruin <laughs> any of that because I was like, I don't know if you're going to explode. You we were all frozen in here. Nobody another... blinked. We just froze. That was amazing. Yeah, I was going to die. Now we're frozen. Inside. Well, I wasn't sure how long it was going to go yeah, for. Yeah, it can go like, for that. So that's a short long. one. But, you know, I do this on stage. It's my big my big finisher. The big finale. <laughs> but, you know, for me, like anything, well, well, like, well, actually, probably, is the build up. So, <laughs> but that's it. I love it. So, thank you so much. Thank for, you so much for is being there on my anything show. That... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there anything that we need to be paying attention to that you want to plug? Where can people find you? Not physically, but on the internet. Yeah. Uh, no. So, come on. Seriously. Well, we definitely want to. We definitely want to. We'll put your Instagram in at Reese Darby. I think you've got your own yeah. OG name, but you've yeah. also got some books out. Yeah. Of course, I do. 
uh, write children's books. So that's yeah. the thing I'm most proud of. Now, they're only... Is that true? Is it the thing I'm most proud yeah. of? I mean, obviously being a good dad, think so. dad I think and husband so. aside, but in terms of career? Yeah, because I'm creating, I've created, I don't want to blow my own trumpet, you but can. I'm, I'm so good at it. I can't But the thing is, is that, like, I just wrote these books um, and I'm... We I'm, have all the time in the world. I'm only rushing out Okay, I thought my... we'd finish because I'd closed the door. Well, well I opened we it. can put the door at the... We've opened it. We're inside now. <laughs> I'm inside the house just no, quickly a, I'm really, plugging, I'm, plugging my books. Yes. Uh, basically, yeah, Buttons McGinty is the, is the book series and so they are diaries written by him. He's a 12 year old boy who gets sent to this weird uh, school called Reef Glum, uh, which is on an island, and it's kind of like a prison school, really, because his parents have gone missing. Now, his parents are adventurers. One's an archaeologist, and the other one's a cryptozoologist, and they've gone missing, and so he gets to the bottom of where they've gone. And uh, so there's two books out so far. One's called um, The Top Secret Undercover Notes of Buttons and McGinty, and then the second one, here's a hint as to what might happen, the top secret interdimensional notes of Buttons McGinty. That's the second one. Now, the best thing about them is I completely hand wrote them and did all the drawings myself. And so I handed those in to Scholastic and then they just, I said, print them out exactly how I've done them. And so they kind of, you know, had to, you know, turn them into books. But, um, yeah, they're kind of, I guess, for kids so that, cool. that um, like a better for tactile reading. A lot of boys in particular don't like reading. And, and I got that from my, my little kid and I, and I got that from me when I was a kid. I, I struggled with, with all the words and, you know, and other kids go straight into Harry Potters and just nail all of them, like yeah. my, my oldest son, Finn. But um, I'm not like that. And so I, so I wanted to have a book that was had lots of humour in it and also it was it was sort of written in such a way that it was like it was like a notebook. So the idea was like you'd find Indiana Jones's notebook and it would have, yeah. have clues in it and you and you'd go through and you go, I wonder what this guy's been up to and you can yeah. you can figure it out yourself. And so that was the idea. And so it's just fun. It's kind of Yeah. I love that. So that you're most proud of it because it's yours or because you really feel like it, it's gonna be helping yeah, it would have, it's, it's, I know it's helping you, kids. Yeah, yeah because so I, cool. I get emails all the time. I get kids who don't read it all come up and go, oh, I'm finally reading a book I really enjoy. And oh, so that, wow. I, that gives me the, the jitters. Um, so it makes me really happy, yeah. That's so cool. Well, you're an amazing man, um, which you know. Oh, I know, it's, that's the worst thing. <laughs> which you told, and sorry, I've got a note here from Reese. He said, uh, make sure at the end of it. Uh, <laughs> now, say I'm amazing yeah, at the yeah, end yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. don't say I, that I know it. <laughs> okay. Oh, but shit, I do okay. know it. So I want you to know that I know it. But um, Thank yeah. you. Uh, I did have one other question of who impresses you. Like, mm, uh, no I feel, one. Well, I feel, <laughs> I feel like you give off, like, even, even I yeah. feel, like, I feel like you're a peer, but at the same time, like... When you've achieved so much and you are from New Zealand, like I feel like there's this thing of like, oh, I want him to like me or whatever. Like, But mm. who is there someone at the moment who is either pursuing comedy or acting or that even maybe you've worked with? I know you mentioned The Rock before. Like someone who you go, that's impressive. Yeah, well, it's for me it's, it's people who are um, going out of their way to make the world a better place, you know. Um, and so that's any uh, that's anyone... Uh, in well, politics like Jacinda, I'm really impressed with what she can mm-hmm. do, and uh, anyone that can bring humanity together and, and kind of um, make us all feel good, you know. Uh, so, uh, Greta, I think the, yes. the young girl, because what what she's doing is exactly that, yeah. And uh, she's bringing everyone together. She's getting everyone to uh, you know drop their crap for five minutes and go let's make this world a better place uh, mm. before it's too late and it's, you know 
to some in some ways it's 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 feeling like it is too late but it's it's never too late baby that's the last thing i'll say thanks for listening to this episode of pretty depressed a huge thanks to our executive producer kevin connolly and our amazing crew raul kevin and narod and of course our sponsor best fiends Make sure you subscribe and give us a good rating so we can keep bringing you more epic chats in the future. And if you're on the gram, give us